0: you're listening to Church of Hope's podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope today's teaching encourages and inspires you. Check out hopeinocala.com for more resources on this journey called life. Here's today's teaching. well good morning good to see you here on the campus and those joining us online wherever you might be glad that we're gathering together in this space grab your bible or turn on your digital device and join me in matthew chapter 27 and we're going to jump in around verse 57 we, we've been in a series this summer called my story living a, a life a story that you want to tell and we've been looking at this, this man, Joseph of Arimathea, and, and his story. And we've been learning, right, that um, your life, my life, we all are telling a story with, with our life. It's not just, it's not just the, the movie stars. It's not just the popular. We all have a story to tell. And our daily decisions are writing the chapters of our life. And this guy, Joseph of Arimathea, although perhaps potentially up until this series you didn't know much about him. We're really learning a lot about who he is and the decision that he made. And if you're new to our series, you can go and look at all the messages, watch everything online. But you know Joseph of Arimathea in this way, the Easter way. You see, Christians gather in the spring every year, millions all across this globe to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The story of God so loving the world that he gave his one and only son because he doesn't want any of us to perish. He wants all of us to come to hope uh, in Christ. And then the story that he's buried in a tomb, right? And on the third day, he becomes alive again. Well, at the center of that story is this guy, Joseph of Arimathea. He's the guy that goes and gets the body of Jesus and buries him in the tomb. And what we're learning is all of us, all of us have a story to tell. Some of us are at a place where we need to step out in faith and start a story. Others of us, right, before you can start a story, maybe there's some things in your story you need to stop. Some, some choices, some habits, some addictions. Last week, we saw that, hey, when the pressure's on, there's always a temptation to leave the story that you're currently living. And sometimes we need to stay in that story because God's going to show up in an unusual kind of a way. Now this morning, the very last message in our series, this might be the most challenging part of our story. Those seasons, those moments in our life where we've we've got to go. It stretches us. It challenges us. Because for all of us, it's, it's a human thing. We like security. We have a certain way. We have, um, we have kind of built our lives around, right? When you go to work, usually there's a certain way. There are multiple ways you could go to work, but there's a way that you normally go. There's a way in which we kind of insulate ourselves from the world with, with our family or our habits or our hobbies or our careers. And the idea of stepping up out of that security... And trying something new is challenging for us. So I hope what we see this morning in this guy, that all of us, all of us have a destiny in front of us. And the challenge is this, is sometimes you've got to leave your security to discover the destiny that God has for you. So here, check it out in the Bible, Matthew 27. Look on your Bible or the big Bible on the screen. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Look at verse 58 and the word going to Pilate. In this story there came a pivotal moment. In your story there's a pivotal moment where there's a risk. There's a sense of stepping out and going forward. That's where Joseph is. Joseph is a rich man. He's a successful man. He he has an infrastructure of people. He he is a part of the, 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 the Jewish leadership of the community. And he's about to take an incredible risk. He's about to go to Pilate, the one who just crucified Jesus. He's about to go against the Sanhedrin council that he was a part of. He's going to Pilate, and he asked for Jesus' body. And Pilate ordered that it be given to him. And Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. And he rolled a big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb, and he went away. And I know this, if, there's, if any of us have a hope of stepping forward towards the destiny that God has for us, it will start when we, in Hebrews 12 and 2, look to Jesus, and we've been saying this in the entire series, is looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Our life, your life, your marriage, your career, your finances, fill in the blank, your health. Everything begins to turn a page when we invite God to become the author and the storyteller of our life. See, to step towards your destiny, you've got to step away from your security. This is a challenge for us. We're human beings. We, we like being secure. We like the image. We like kind of how we've created our own sense of life. And the idea of, of stepping away from our security. Everybody, the, hey, who doesn't want a great destiny? Who doesn't want success? A, a great marriage, a family, whatever that dream is, whatever that goal is, we all want that. The question to ask is, what holds us back? Why do we hesitate? I, I, I know in the winter of 2018 and into uh, 2019, I wasn't feeling good, and, and kind of the idea of, 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 of my health, and, and I was kind of guy, high A personality, hard-charging marine. Like, I mean, people talk about sleep. I would say something like, sleep, What you talking? Man, when we get to heaven, we'll have all of eternity for sleep. You don't need so much sleep, right? Don't be so lazy. Get up and go do something and make a difference with your life, right? And, uh, man, my body just, it was not responding. And I remember going to the doctor. I did not want to go to the doctor. And I had to have some tests and began to learn that my adrenal glands were stuck, just stuck on, always in (laughs) fight or flight kind of deal. Always, 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 always going. And I remember that season of my life, right? Who doesn't want better health? I don't want to walk around tired and fatigued. We all want better, but to be better, to go forward, you've got to walk away from your security, what you know, what you're comfortable with, what you're in control of, you have to walk away. To walk towards your destiny, you've got to walk away from your security. And this part of the security in my life is, oh man. And Mark's got it together. Man, he's, you know, he can. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, and the perception that someone, I remember going to the, the board at Project Hope, and I was serving as, as the president of the board, and, and I had to tender my resignation. I, I had to make a decision that I, I can't be as active. And that was hard. I, 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 was, I was secure in my activity. I felt better about myself because I was more active, right? I'm telling you this morning that we have to, if you're going to walk towards your destiny, you want to walk towards a better life, a better marriage, a better, whatever that thing is, we've got to walk away from our security. So why do we hesitate? Why do we hesitate to go? Here's a couple things. If you're taking notes, number one is this, Is, is, is we know failure is probable, right? To leave what's secure and to go to what's unknown. You're like, well, I've never done that. I mean, I, I, I watched him try that and look how that worked for him, all right? I mean, it's like, I mean, why, why would I, hey, we're together, we're dating, hey, we're even living together. Why would we walk towards marriage? Look at all the long, look at those people over there. They're, they're married and they don't even like each other. Look at all the divorces, right? It's like, hey, it's, it's failure is probable. Why would we go towards this when we know that in the end it's probably gonna be all messed up? Here's the second thing if you wanna write it down is this, is criticism is inevitable, right? You walk towards something, you finally get a little bit of the courage, you're at work and you raise your hand and the company's asking about some ideas and you offer something. You go towards a solution and man, everybody looks at you like, what are you talking about? Well, I don't Well, you, I, that's not possible. We've always done it this way. You can't even be thinking about it. And you just you, you know that that criticism, it's it's coming it's coming your way. Or you share something with your spouse, or, or or whatever it might be. You think about I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start this new company. I'm gonna step out here and do this, and and you leave a secure job, and your in-laws are like, I can't believe it. When I said you could have my wife's, you know, my daughter as your wife, and now look what you're doing. That criticism, I'll never forget. It's the it's the summer of 1987. I realize. <laughs> A whole bunch of you haven't even been born yet. But in in the summer of 1987, um, I volunteered to go to uh, this Christian camp as a counselor. I thought I was just going as a counselor. I had no idea. I was new to following Jesus at that time. Had recently come out of the Marine Corps. And um, there was this stirring, I know it now as a calling, that God was... Inviting my story, right? Remember, your life really begins to turn a page when you let God write the story of your life, and He was beginning to change the storyline of my life to become a pastor. I didn't really understand all of that, and I was enrolled at Baldwin Wallace College, a Division Three football school, playing football. Coach Packard was my coach, and this calling was on my life. I didn't really know what it was. People were like, oh, you need to go to a Bible college. You need to kind of learn how to be a pastor. I didn't really know. I just wanted to go play some college football. And so I go to Baldwin-Wallace. We, we start our double sessions. School starts. But there's this thing in my life like, hey, Mark, I want you to be a pastor. And I didn't really understand what that was about. I started reaching out and people saying, well, God's calling you. He's calling you to change from being, you know, studying to be a businessman to be a pastor. I remember going to Coach Packard, knocking on his door. Hey, Coach, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, hey, Coach, and I told him the story that I just told you, and I, I feel like God's calling me to become a pastor. <laughs> and he says to me, so you got religion, did you, Cummins? <laughs> you know, kind of a deal. And, I, and I, I didn't really know what to say, but I, but I, I quit the team. And, 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 and I left the team because I thought I'm supposed to go to Bible college, Well, now I was trying to get into a Bible college, that wasn't working out, and I found myself painting in the fall of 1987. And so I went back to Coach Packard. Hey coach, um, 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 I'm not really sure what I was doing before, and can I, uh, I wanna wanna join the team again. (laughs) Coach, of course, criticized my decision, and said, okay, I knew you'd get over that religion stuff sooner or later. And so I got back on the team. I went down. I got fitted up for practice that day. I went out to the practice field. And I'm telling you, it felt like to me, God sent Goliath himself. He was just hitting me every single time I ran the ball that day. It just seemed like I was getting knocked around. At the end of practice, I went back to Coach Packer Hey, Coach, I need to go. And that, that sense, right, of criticism, you've been there. Your story, your, your story is different, but it's similar. Someone telling you, you're crazy. What do you mean you need to go? What, 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 what are you doing, right? They said that to Noah. What are you doing, Noah, building, building an ark? What were, you, what were you thinking? Here's a third thing, if you're writing it down. It's, you know, why, why, why do we hesitate? I'm just helping you. Why do you hesitate? Inside of you, you know there's something better. You dream about it. You want it, Right? Maybe you've even listened to a podcast. Maybe you bought a book. Maybe you've asked. Whatever it is. You went to school. You got a certain degree. Why do we hesitate of going towards our destiny? Because as human beings, we get caught up in our security, right? And we're afraid of failure. We don't want anybody to criticize us. And this inconvenience is expected. You know to leave security and to go towards that, you'll be inconvenienced. And we, we are designed, as North Americans, as citizens of the United States, it's all about convenience. It's all about your way. How, you deserve a break today. It's, 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 it's shaping all the world around you. And anybody who tries to cause you to be inconvenienced in any way, we have a tendency to push up against it. We will avoid being inconvenienced at all costs. To step towards your destiny... There's not a person in this room that doesn't dream about something that's better. All the marketing that's on television. All the marketing that's on social media. When you go on Amazon Prime and you buy all that stuff that you're buying. It's all about, they know that you believe that there is something that's better out there. So why do we hesitate in our relationship with God? Why do we hesitate leaving the security to walk Towards our destiny. Your life's telling the story. My life's telling the story. And there's a public story that people know you at work. Your neighbors know you. But then there's also a private story. And my, my hope and my prayer through this entire Bible study and this morning is that we would reconcile those two stories. We would understand that time is short. That the days of our life, my life, your life, they're numbered. And there will be a time when your story will be told. And the question is, are you living today with the idea in your mind that my story will be told? One has a story. Some people have a story worth telling. Some people have stories they would rather not tell. The decisions you make today will determine the stories you tell tomorrow. successful life is not made up of a few big decisions, but of hundreds and hundreds of small ones. What will your story be? My story, living the story you want to tell. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? Joseph of Arimathea, he had choices to make, and you and I have choices to make today. God created you to love you. God has planned for you. You are not some random human being because of a man and a woman. That's the biology, but the spiritual reality is God created you. He designed you and I to make a difference in this life. There's not one of us who does not want to make a difference. To step towards your destiny, and you have one. And you know inside of you, it is so much more than getting up on Monday, and going to work, and working through the week, and then getting to the weekend, and doing something on the weekend, and waking up on Monday, and going to work, and going through the weekend, and having the weekend, and then going on vacation, and then walking. You know, there's more. God created you. God designed you. And it's not to just vicariously watch stories on the television watch stories on netflix watch someone else's story on youtube god created god designed you and i to live a story that's worth telling you live you die who's telling your story one of the founding partners of church of hope harold donahue this past week took his last breath on this side of heaven And he took his first breath on the other side of heaven. For the past 30 plus years, I've been called upon by families. And on Sunday, August the 15th, 2021 at 1230 p.m., I will stand on this platform and I will tell the story of Harold Donahue. But be clear, it's not Mark David Cummins that's telling his story. Harold Donahue Day by day, told his story with his life. So the question is in play. Will you take a step towards your destiny by taking a step away from your security? And to do that, we got to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And to give you just a couple ideas to kind of give you some how to do this. If you're taking notes, I'll just give you a couple things that you can take out on, with your, uh, on, on, on your way. Number one, I would just say this. is You've got to plan your time forward. You heard Alexander, one of our founding fathers, died at the young age of 49. Nobody in this gathering knows how many days. The oldest person in this room is not the person with the oldest birth date. The oldest person in this room is the person that is closest to eternity. We do not know what will happen on tomorrow. One of the greatest tragedies in life is simply this. The only day that you and I get to live is today. Nobody can go back and relive yesterday. And nobody is promised tomorrow. The Bible says, boast not yourself of tomorrow. You do not know what a day brings forth. So we have to live today. So what does it mean? Plan your time forward. It's like driving a car. Today is you sitting in the driver's seat. It's you having two hands, please, on the steering wheel. It's you understanding there is an accelerator pedal and there is a brake pedal. You are present in that car. But there are two tools that help you drive in the present tense of your car the first two is a smaller tool it's your rearview mirror it's important because you need to see what's behind you yesterday matters we definitely learn from yesterday but you can't live in yesterday and if you try to drive and operate your automobile by looking in the rearview mirror there will be an accident the second is your windshield Your windshield gives you the ability while you're present tense in the car, your hands on the wheel, your foot on an accelerator, your foot on the brake, you now have the ability to look forward. You drive your car looking forward. That is a great illustration for us in living in life, planning your time forward. How do we do that? Here's some things. How do I plan time forward? How do I I take my life, what seems so ordinary, so mundane, How do I really plan forward to live a story that I want to tell, to to go towards my destiny, to tell a story that I want to tell? Number one is this, you gotta have a purpose. And you know, your purpose is so much bigger than the country that you live in. Your purpose is so much bigger than the job. It's so much bigger than the house. It's so much bigger than the car. It's your why. It's why you choose to get up in the morning, Alexander had a purpose. You heard Eliza. She had a purpose in that orphanage. Joseph of Arimathea had a purpose. He had become a follower of Christ. And if indeed this Jesus, the one who just died on the cross, if he is the resurrection and the life, I want to set up, I want to go to Pilate. I want to get that body. The Bible says going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. He put Jesus in that tomb. He put a big stone in front because if he is, he had a purpose. What is your purpose? You heard the story of Amy this morning. She's got a purpose. When the Taliban murdered her husband, Michael, you can see his picture. It's on the wall out in front of our cafe. She had a purpose. She wasn't going to let the Taliban minimize her purpose. She went back into the continent of Africa to this very day. Our partnership, as you give financially, part of that goes to Amy. As she reaches in and makes a difference, she wakes up today with a purpose. God created you. He designed you. And our purpose is bigger than the latest thing that's trending on social media. It's bigger than the news. It's bigger than all the things that captures our time and attention. God created you to love you. He created you and I to make a difference. To step towards your destiny, we got to step away from our security. i would helping you. How, how do you plan your way forward? you got to have a purpose. Here's the second thing that Joseph had. Joseph had some details to his purpose. you got to have some details. you got to have the purpose is the why. Then the details is the, the when, the where the how here go back Matthew 27 verse 59 Joseph took the body that's what he's doing he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and he placed it there's your where and he placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock he rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away to step towards your destiny you gotta step away from your security Joseph is risking everything here he is successful he's rich he's rich He's a part of the local leadership. He, so to speak, has it made. To go towards your destiny, you got to step away from your security. That's who we are as a church. We've said out loud that that our purpose, our purpose is not to have a place where people come to on a Sunday before they go out to eat. Our, Our purpose is to partner with people to discover in Christ we have hope. We put some details to that, the, the, the when, the where, and, and, and the how. Now, there's challenges. Been some challenges the last year and a half with the pandemic. Some of the things that, that we do that's, that's core to us with the 3G, where we as a church on a Sunday morning, instead of gathering under the steeple, we actually go out to where the people are. Mark this down. We're having 3G in 2021. 20, uh, I don't care what's trending, what's going up. We're going to get out in with the people why because it's who we are sunday i love the date sunday october 31st is 3g 2021 we, we, we we're gonna turn trick or treat into a whole nother level, right? But that's, 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 our, that's, 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 that's our purpose. Joseph of Arimathea, he had a purpose. Uh, you heard the story from, from Lizzie that she had, she had a purpose. Yes, circumstances, eight children and her husband is now gone, but she didn't stop. She continued to have a purpose and there were details. There was the when, there was the where, there was the how. I received a text message with a photo yesterday from our from our mayor, and in that there's a there's a picture, and the storyline is of a of a man who is a gang leader, um, a man who decided that his storyline would be marked by control, but then Jesus got involved, and this gang leader now is a pastor, and this picture is from a difficult neighborhood in our community. And it's these young men, and they're together in a circle with their heads bowed. I can't, it's a picture, it's not a video. Their heads bowed. I, I don't know what's being said. But the picture, it's, it's men discovering that there is a greater hope than control on the streets as a gang member. That there is hope in Christ. You, you, you see, that's, that's going that's not just saying, okay, everybody out there, come to church. It's understanding that we need to go to where people are. That's, that's, that's a risk. Excuse me, Mr. Mayor, shouldn't you be sitting over on City Hall? Shouldn't you be making, you know, policies and, and, and worried about your upcoming election? What are you doing in a difficult part of the neighborhood? You see, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. The choices that you make today. Write the chapters of your life tomorrow. Joseph of Arimathea. He's planning his time forward. Are you understanding? You live today, but we've got to live and plan and understand that if God gives me tomorrow, I want to be ready to step towards your destiny. You have to step away from your security. Planning your time forward. Purpose. Why? Why? Why are you here? The details, the what, the when, the where, the how. But we all, we all need each other. We need people in our life. One of the great tragedies that we've seen through this pandemic is the isolation and the insulation of people. The way we've been divided right down. We can't talk about anything without people now taking sides. Rather than understanding We need each other. We need one another. Notice John 19 on the big Bible on the screen. He was accompanied, that's Joseph of Arimathea, was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in accordance with the Jewish burial customs. The reason I'm in a small group on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. is certainly not because I have nothing else to do. I have plenty more to do. But in a small group, I get to be a part of a community of human beings where I get to know them and they get to know me. That purposes of my life and their life, the details of the when and the where and the how, it can get it can get unpacked. We are better together. And as we lean towards the fall, Pastor Brian is gonna be having some, some training for our existing small groups because to some degree, if we got honest, a lot of our small groups, they're just existing. We're not walking out and really making an impact. It's more than just coming together. It's how, and I'm proud. Many of you have signed up. Many of you have, are, are putting supplies together to go into our local public schools and to let our teachers know that we love them and we care for them, and we're here to support them, and thank you to all of our small groups who are doing that. But there's more, there's more opportunity for us to be in small groups, so you can just text the word GROUPS to 63566, and we'll come alongside, and, and we'll help you, because we're better. Joseph of Arimathea was better together. I, I wonder, would the whole story of Alexander Hamilton be different if he was in a small group, and someone said, you know what, this is dumb. Don't be going out to that duel. Don't, don't be, don't be doing this. If somebody would come alongside, we are better together sometimes, most times to walk towards your destiny. We've got to walk away from our security. And here's the last thing I would just tell you is this, if you're planning your way, planning your way forward, right? You got to have a purpose. Okay. Why am I here? You need some details, the when, the where, the what, the how, make it measurable, but put it on a piece of paper. Share it with somebody else. Get somebody else in your life. It's the, it's the who. But ultimately, you got to have some desire. Joseph of Arimathea had a deep desire that he wanted the resurrection of Jesus Christ to be experienced by people. Alexander Hamilton and our founding fathers had a deep desire that there, there had to be a better way. There had to be a better way to to form a union, to form a government. Lizzie believed that there had to be a better way. She desired a better way. She wasn't going to just be a widow. She was not going to let her story just fade. She was going to step in in that orphanage that she founded in New York City. And she said, I see Alexander in their eyes every day. There was a desire. Perhaps... The most powerful tool inside of you is your desire. Here's what I know about desire. Ain't nobody shutting it down. When you desire something, you go get it. Linda this week made banana pudding. I don't know if you like banana pudding, but I love me banana pudding. And she didn't make just a big bowl of it. She made these parfait cups, you know what I'm talking about? They're like cups, right? And on top, she put like one of these little vanilla wafer things, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a little cookie. And then she had a whole box of the vanilla wafers over here. And she said, you know, you don't need a spoon. You just use the vanilla wafer to scoop up the banana pudding. She made 10 of those parfaits. I had a desire. You know what I'm talking about? I had a desire for the banana pudding. And nobody was going to stop me having banana pudding. I, I, I reached into the box and I got me one of them vanilla wafers. Only four cookies in the first parfait was done. I'm like, goodness, you can't stop with just four cookies. I won't tell you how many of the 10 that I ate. You could ask my family how many they ate. Then you would know how many 10 I ate. Desire is powerful. Joseph of Arimathea, the reason I think I don't, I don't know, I'm just it's just my opinion. I think one of the reasons that that, that that Broadway play, Hamilton, is so powerful, and so many people have gone to see it, or they've rented it and watched it on Disney Plus, is because the power of desire, it's the thing that stories are made of. When there's a protagonist and all the world is coming against them, and that protagonist has a desire that says, hell or high water, nothing's gonna stop me. I'm gonna press through. That's not just for the movie stars. That's not just for Olympic athletes. That's for all of us. Joseph of Arimathea, he has the desire. In John 20 and 1, the Bible says, Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the... Joseph of Arimathea, he left his security. To go, to walk towards your destiny, you've got to take a step away from your security. He wanted... If this is Jesus, the Messiah, he wanted the world to see, so he took all of his energy, he takes his resources, he goes to Pilate, he takes the body, he properly wraps the body, anoints the body in the Jewish custom, puts him in the tomb, and puts a big stone over it. And today, millions of people celebrate on Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ to step towards your destiny you got to step away from your security you've got to leave it's the one of the hardest things it was one of the hardest things that we will ever do in our life we are so bent on security and the older we get we get more secure and we spend more time And more money to get secure. And the idea of stepping away from that security becomes harder and harder and harder. And now you know why old people are grumpier and grumpier and grumpier. Because that dream of the destiny, it's still in them. When you see a grumpy old man and a grumpy old woman, let me tell you something. What they're telling you is simply this. I never experienced my destiny and time's running out and i'm mad and i'm angry so i'll take it out on, on you we got to leave your security to discover your destiny isn't that the whole story of the gospel of jesus christ the bible says in john six thirty three, he leaves heaven he goes to earth john 1 and 14 the word uh, the, jesus became flesh he leaves heaven and he goes to earth and so in Mark 16, he says, Listen, I want you to go into the highways and hedges. I don't want you to just go to city hall. I want you to go into the backward places where there's violence. I, I don't want you to just go into your little comfort. I want you to step out and be the courageous man and woman that I've created you to be. Who lives and who dies tells your story. I I, I don't know. I don't know your story. I I don't know where you are. You do. You know what God might be asking you to go towards, and I know it's a great risk because you sit here right now, and maybe your goal is you need to go back to your spouse. Rather than going to the divorce court, you need to go back to your spouse and say, we're going to. There's a great story of days gone by You know the term, burn your boats. But the story was of a group of Europeans who had come. They had landed, and there was a a great force against them. And the men wanted to retreat back to the boats so they could get back to Europe. But the captain of the boat had left one sailor on those boats. And he gave the command, while all the men were on the shore... He gave the command to the one sailor who was still on the boat, burn the boats. Because he knew that now the men would have to turn and face their adversity. They would either fight and win or they would die. There's some of us, our security, we need to burn that security behind us. We need to step forward and to believe that God has better Joseph of Arimathea believed God had better. I know my story. I, I know in 2007, I had, I had received my dream job. I was so excited. I was 42. I'm stepping into that season of my life, and it's just, I, I, I can't believe it. I had to pinch myself every day that I'm going to work. I mean, everything had happened just right. Maybe you've had that experience. But along the way, circumstances, and it seemed like the the dream job was no longer the dream job. It seemed like those who were my employers no longer were as happy with me in my role, and pressure was being put on for me to resign and I wrestled with it. I, 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 I mean, I, this is my dream job. I don't want to, I don't want to let go. And on top of that, it's secure. It was a really good income. It was incredible benefits. I, I mean, I mean, it was my, I, I don't, I don't, if I let go of this, I've got no plan B. This was my dream job, right? Maybe that's true in your marriage. You're like, listen, this is my marriage. I was all in. I don't have a plan B. This is, I mean, I, th- there wasn't a plan B. And the idea, right, of leaving your security and walking towards your destiny where you don't have all the details, you don't know what's going to happen. I remember going to my family. We have these four red chairs in our house and we sat together and I said it does not look like this particular job is going to work out. That was a challenging conversation. My daughter was a junior in high school, my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter was a freshman. And we made a decision, Team Cummins made a decision that day, that we would leave our security. Not fired. Could have stayed, could have survived, without a doubt. But we left what was secure. And we stepped towards God's destiny for our life. And I'm just, I'm just telling you, in that moment, I didn't, my, my, my knees were knocking. Hey, well, let, me, let me clarify. My whole body was knocking. I had no idea what's going to be happening. But I can tell you on the other side of taking a step towards your death, destiny and a step away from your security, on the other side, I experienced God at a whole nother level. I, I, I don't know what God's asking you to go towards today. But I'm telling you, as a Christ follower, will you trust him? Will you trust him and take that step? Some of you perhaps need to go and run for the school board. You're all upset and you're on Facebook. And I mean, you're taking all kinds of pills now because you, you're, you're all worried about critical race theory and all the other kind of things that's going on. Let me, let me help you out. Cancel your Facebook subscription, okay? Go run for local school board and make sure the cray-cray doesn't come to Ocala in Marion County. Go towards something. You need to go towards your spouse. Go towards your employer. Go towards your neighbors. Maybe God would call you to, to go start a church or go to a foreign country. I, I don't know what he would tell you. It's not always the real big thing. My entire journey as a pastor began in the summer of 87 when I went to, I go to, it's not good English, but I go to youth camp. Changed the entire trajectory of my life. That's what this entire Bible study has been about. That life really begins to turn the page when you invite God to write the story of your life. Where this morning do you need to invite God to start writing that story? Wherever that is, will you take a step towards your destiny? But to do that, you got to step away. From your security. In the moment, I'm going to pray for us. I don't know how, where, what you need, but I do know this. The Holy Spirit is in this place. He'll guide you. Just ask Him. He'll show you. Some of you maybe need to take a step towards God for the first time. Like, you don't know for sure that if your heart would stop beating that you'd be in a real place called heaven. Take a step towards God this morning. Invite Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Invite Him into your life. Whatever that step is this morning, You know you want it. You know you want it. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? The decision you're about to make right now is the answer to that question. Father in heaven, I I thank you. This has been one incredible journey. A guy named Joseph of Arimathea 31 years I've been teaching the Bible, God, and it wasn't until this summer that you introduced me to this cat. Wow. The trajectory of my story, the trajectory of our story. Would you meet all of the Christians right now? God, they're talking to you. They're asking you. Maybe some need to start. Some need to stop. Some people need to stay and some people need to go. Holy Spirit, guide each person. Invite the Holy Spirit right now to guide you. What is it? God, maybe there's somebody here in this space or online who's never begun a relationship with you. They need to go to you in salvation. If that's you, right where you're sitting, just have this conversation. Hey, God, it's me. Today, I stop trying to fix and save my life. Today, I want to start a relationship with you. Forgive me of my sins. I know that's why you died on the cross. You were buried in a tomb. And three days later, you became alive again. I want you in my life. And God, to all who are praying that prayer, may today be a day unlike any other day as they find hope and healing in a relationship with Jesus Christ. God, give us all courage to step off this campus today and to live our lives with the view of eternity in mind. Bless these people. How I love them, and God, I know you love them even more. Silence the adversary in their ear telling them that they can't, that it's too late, that failure is inevitable. And criticism is gonna come and they're gonna be uncomfortable. God, silence all those. May each one step out and deliver live the story that you've created them to be. I sure do love you. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Peace.